What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Rodas. We're here courtesy of Fantasy Larum on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Week 8, Sunday is in the books, finally. Um, Adam, what's going on, man? How was Week 8 for you? Uh, generally, was pretty good. Um, I think more wins than losses, so... A lot of things happened that I expected. We did get some ugly performances. I think a lot of people were concerned about the weather today with the high winds. And and some games it had an impact, others it didn't. So I just hope people didn't make crazy decisions. I didn't really alter my rankings that much for the most part. I mean, the you know Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, that, that game I was worried about. And I did have to stream Derek Carr in two leagues, and I just left him in there. There wasn't much on the waiver wire. But, you know, I hope people didn't overreact and, and bench Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that would just be foolish. Uh, I did see someone in a league that I played against. I don't know why this happened, because there was no weather. They benched Patrick Mahomes for Ryan Tannehill. Well, that, like, why? That, that doesn't was, make any sense. It makes – it's and even if it was a weather issue, I still wouldn't understand it. But there was no weather issues in Kansas City. And we all knew Mahomes was due to have a, a huge game and the Jets set up perfectly. So uh, I thought, you know, a lot of things played out like I expected. Uh, so I, I think overall it was a good week. Yeah, I, I definitely I had a fantastic week, actually. I mean, you know, season wise, seasonal, uh, you know, the, the leagues where I'm, I'm having success, that success is still rolling. Uh, in some of the leagues where it's uh, a little bit more of a struggle and, you know, it's it's up and down. I mean, this is what happens when, you know, you have to endure a billion injuries and all the other nonsense that goes on. So, uh, you know, par for the course and seasonal, very successful day at, uh, in DFS. I was very excited about that. Um, once again, preaching, and you guys can check out my uh, my Twitter feed, at RotoBuzzGuy. Um, just simply put, man, contest selection matters. You know, I did a, uh, I had a GPP lineup in there, Adam, um, that, uh, that came in, uh, for the Sunday million on FanDuel. Uh, it won me, uh, $12, right? 444 entry, $12 in, uh, for a $50 entry fee, uh, in a, uh, in a single entry, I think it was the uh, the NFL small sweep. I guess it is a uh, thousand bucks to the winner for a fifty dollar entry. Uh, you play against one hundred and twelve people, and that same score that won me twelve dollars in the Sunday Million won me a grand over on uh, in, in that small sweep. So I, I came in first in that one. So just yet again here, people who are sitting there chasing the million. Got to be smart about the contest you're playing because that's really that's that's how you're going to build your bank. That's how you're going to make your money, uh, and you'll feel great about it. I'm telling you. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I've always preached it for years that you know the people who are always concerned about the sharks and the 150 max entry fees, uh, you know, go to single entry. You know, whether it's double ups or GPPs. And you just see the difference. I mean, look, I once in a while will enter the Millie Maker, but I usually only put in like one or two just, you know, once in a while just to to do it. You know, sometimes you get a hunch all and then I never win the million. So I guess it's not working. But uh, yeah, the single entry, smaller GPPs, you know, especially if you follow the playbook, you have a much better chance of winning as you just illustrated perfectly right there. 
No doubt about it. You guys definitely check it all out over at fantasyalarm.com. If you uh if you don't have a Playbook Pro subscription, we're actually running a uh, an unbelievable special right now. It's our Black Friday special. We're going to run it from November 1st uh till the uh till the Friday after Thanksgiving. Uh where basically we'll probably run it through Cyber Monday actually, but uh it's it's $97 for all sports and you basically you pay that now. And you get the entire playbook for all 11 sports. Uh, you don't have to make another payment at Fantasy Alarm until uh, January of 2022. So it's get it for like a year, like a, little more, a little more than a year, a year and a month, year and two months for 100 bucks. So it's uh, fantasyalarm.com slash Black Friday. Uh, and you can follow it all there and, uh, and you can check it out. I've got all that stuff on Twitter. Uh, again, follow me at Roto Buzz Guy. Follow Adam at Adam Ronis. So, all right, let's kind of go through it here and uh, uh, some of the highlights, some of the lowlights. Um, let's start off with the uh, the quarterback position. Some of our uh, our more spectacular performances. Again, you said Pat Mahomes going up against the Jets. Uh, kind of low hanging fruit. You know what? What I what I really found interesting about it because you had said to me, I don't know, did you see this? You know, you and I always talk right before we're recording here, so I don't remember if we were recording or not when you said that somebody benched Pat Mahomes for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, we did say it during the show. Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's all right. We talk so much, and sometimes we forget. We, you know, we did a lot of shows last week too, so we're always talking. But yeah, uh, I didn't get that one at all. Like, I mean, what, look, what? Ryan Tannehill had a great matchup today. Sure. Don't get me wrong. But you you're not you never play him over Patrick Mahomes. And especially since Mahomes at the Jets, unless the only rationale, and it doesn't make sense to me, would be, well, the Chiefs are gonna be up big and pull Mahomes, which they did. But you gotta figure Mahomes is gonna play a hand in them getting there like he did today with five touchdowns. So that one I don't get. It was someone I played against, so I'm glad they did it. Yeah, and you know, and again, you, you look at the the situation, what are you gonna think? Oh, well, they're just gonna run the ball. Yeah, when the, <laughs> the when Jets the are Jets better against the run. Just than, run the ball. The Jets are better against the run than they are against the pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Mahomes leads the way with 416 yards, five touchdown passes. Uh, Russell Wilson comes in big against San Francisco. Another great game for him. Uh, that one, I mean, might as well hit on that game a little bit here because. Uh, Jimmy G was terrible, and you know I, I hear everybody talking. Well, he's not healthy from the uh, from the high ankle sprain. Well, then why is he playing if he's not healthy enough to throw against one of the worst pass defenses in the league? A team that's given up an average of over 370 yards through the air per game. If he's not healthy enough to to play against them and to successfully pass against them, why is he even in there? Like that makes no sense to me. But I, again, I think the big takeaway uh, from this one is uh, first round draft pick in 2021. Adam, at what point are you taking DK Metcalf? Oh, yeah, dude, this guy is an absolute physical freak, man. We saw him coming along last year in the second half. We saw him in the playoffs. It's just insane. It's just also crazy how it seems like Lockett and Metcalf alternate big weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like last week, it was all Lockett. Metcalf was quiet. This week, it's all Metcalf with 12 catches, 161, two touchdowns on 15 targets. And Lockett only had four for 33 on five catches. But you're playing both every single week. And 
they're just rolling right now. And the other story from this game is George Kittle left late in the fourth quarter with a foot injury. And I think x-rays were clean. He's going for MRI, but there's a problem here. They're playing Thursday against Green Bay. Yeah. So my guess is he's not going to play. Yeah, that's a that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. Um, very disappointing day for Kittle as far as the that quick week turnaround, that short week turnaround. Uh, not gonna be uh, not gonna be good at all. Um, for fantasy owners, DFS players who like the showdown slate, all the fun stuff like that, gone. Um, Here's another thing too. I I know we talked. I, I mentioned on the alarm show last week. You know, DJ Dallas could be the potential cheap play. But Pete Carroll and his stupid games, man. Like, because when we talked about it on Friday, I'm like, yeah, you know, Hyde and Carson are not going to play. But then they're like, oh, is it Carson's a game-time decision. And they listed him as questionable, man. They listed Carlos Hyde as doubtful. So we're like, all right, he's probably not going to play. But why do they list Chris Carson as questionable, man? You know what I'm saying? It kind of it messed me up in one league. I'm like, I had no alternative at 4 o'clock. And I'm like, you know what? I can't play him, man, because what if this guy plays? Or, you know, what if they have Homer? Other leagues... I, where I had DJ Dallas, I also had like Josh Kelly. So I said, I'm going to wait. And once I saw that Dallas was going to be the main healthy back, I said, all right, I'm going to put him in there. So it worked out there. But it's like it probably did create some cloudiness for some people. It definitely did. I actually I have DJ Dallas in three leagues. And, you know, what? I get the funny thing is, is somebody from uh, from F.A. Nation actually won him uh, in third in, in their GPP. Uh, on Fanduel, uh, won four grand. Used DJ Dallas in the flex, and my question was, was wow, that's a, that's you know, that's great. Uh, I didn't tally up the money, but you know, you know, who was your pivot for using DJ Dallas in there? And uh, and she turned around. It was Steph Gregory, and she turned around. She was like, you know what? At that point, I just said, screw it. Uh, you know, he's either gonna play. You know, even even if Carson is, <clears throat> excuse me, healthy enough to play. Uh, DJ Dallas, they're going to have to limit him at least somewhat. They're not just going to say full go and whatever, especially with the way everything's gone. Uh, but yeah, for season long leagues, I had him in three leagues uh, and I just had to make that, that ultimate decision. I had pivots if I needed to, I had, you know, scrubs from, from the Monday night game uh, or from, uh, from this Eagles Cowboys game uh, on Sunday night. And I was like, oh, I'll just give it a shot. Uh, but you know, once they finally declared them out, uh, you know, in order in, you know, in time, uh, I just, I, I left them in. I was like, I, I just, I can't sit there and, you know, and worry about taking them out. And I did, I did something super risky too. Um, because I took out Ronald Jones, uh, in, in one league for DJ Dallas. I, I was a little nervous about that. It might not have been the exact right call, but, you know, I mean, I know that the Giants' run defense is is okay, and you know, I mean, and then Fournette is there too. Yeah, Fournette's there. He's I mean, taking the passing down. If the game script plays out with Tampa Bay favored by 12, 12 and a half, Ronald Jones should be fine. But the thing too is DJ Dallas wasn't even that good. He had yeah. eighteen carries, forty-one yards, and five receptions for seventeen yards, but scored two touchdowns. And that's the point: is you want that Seattle running back because they're running up so many points that they always have an opportunity to score a touchdown. And that's why I wanted DJ Dallas. So it, it hurt me in one league where I, I pivoted away, but the other leagues I did use him. And, you know, we did mention him on Friday as a potential 
cheap running back value because it didn't seem like there was a ton of running back value on the slate. Um, no, there really wasn't a lot of running back value on the slate. How ridiculous is that? Um, which, you know what? I mean, it was so, so funny. What I thought was going to be great running back value on the slate turned out to be, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, cockapoo-poo. Uh, Jets Chiefs, we talked about Mahomes already, but we didn't say anything about the fact that Lev Bell, who was 4600 on DK and six grand on, on FanDuel, <laughs> Uh, the big revenge game narrative, Adam, the revenge game narrative, it didn't work. It didn't pan out. I don't understand why. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon, see that one as well. Um, yeah, look, it happens at times, which is why I always laugh at it because people <laughs> pound their chest. Jimmy and Graham go crazy. It didn't work for Jimmy Graham either. Yeah. I told, I mentioned on Friday, I didn't like the Jimmy Graham play because of his salary. Yeah. Remember we were talking about tight ends. Yes. I, I got stuff wrong. I'm not saying I, I got everything right. I got stuff wrong, <laughs> but I didn't like Graham's. Graham's price was too high, man. You know, for the for the a, a, a tight end this week. So, um, yeah, with the jet and dude, Le'Veon Bell. People must have been hammering that touchdown prop because I saw it at like plus one fifty, and then all of a sudden it was minus one fifteen or something. I was like, what? So a lot of people put money on that Le'Veon Bell prop, and it it did not work out. It did not work out. A little bit of a bummer there, but what are you gonna do? Uh, all right, let's uh, let's scan through the games here and uh, and kind of cruise through and some of the uh, some of the fun stuff here. Uh, let's go to New England Buffalo. Uh, finally, a Zach Moss game. Are we uh, are are we ready to put the fork in uh, in Devin Singletary, who fourteen carries, eighty six yards. Moss had fourteen carries for eighty one yards, but it was Moss. Getting all that red zone work and uh, and nothing for Devin Singletary. Yeah, I don't know about a fork in him, but I mean, we should have seen this coming. I mean, this is part of the reason why I didn't want to draft Singletary this year. The GM spoke that Moss was going to come in and play the Frank Goro, which was red zone goal line carries. And you have Josh Allen, who also runs in the goal line. He had another rushing touchdown today. So that really hurt Singletary, and Singletary had one catch for six yards. They really didn't throw at all today. I mean, this was a game that they just said, you know what, we're we're not letting Josh Allen do anything today. I mean, he and we saw a lot of quarterbacks like this. Uh, the pass attempts were way down today. The other thing to look at too is I think a lot of times people just look at stats and start complaining at, uh, about their players. Look at how many plays the team ran. It was an issue with Carolina the other night, and I tweeted that out. Uh -huh. I think Carolina ran 52 plays that game, and the Falcons were 68. That's why a lot of these players underperform. Their teams don't run a lot of plays. So, you know, always kind of look at that time of possession because that can tell a different story. But, yeah, I do think Moss is the preferred back uh, for sure because he's going to get the goal line carries and, and red zone carries. Yep. Uh, time of possession and pace of play. Very, very important uh, over there. On the other side there for New England, can we get excited about Damian Harris? 16 carries, 102 yards and a touchdown. Um I mean, listen, I, you know, we're, we're trained to hate on the, the Patriots running back situation, but uh, it really is starting to, to look pretty clear that Damian Harris is this team's number one. Yeah, but here's the problem, okay? I'll give you the last four games, and you're going to have to predict game script, and they've lost four in a row. So 17 for 100. Okay, good game. The next week against Denver, 6 for 19. <laughs> the next week against San Francisco where they got blown out, 10 for 58. And then this game, which was competitive, 16 for 102 and a touchdown. So he has two 100-yard games in the last four, but he's not involved in the passing game. Cam Newton also runs and steals some touchdowns. So, you know, it's 
Is he the guy? Yeah. Do you want him on your roster? But he's not an every week start. You're really trying to predict games for it. Now, I will tell you this. You ready for this? I'm ready. Next week, Monday night Ooh. against the Jets. You can play Damian Harris. <laughs> Monday night game. How is that? Gonna, can they Dude, please flex that game out of the Monday night schedule? They, unfortunately, they uh, cannot flex. I mean, look, the Cowboys Eagles should have been flexed out, right? I mean, then well, we what week is it that they could start flexing the Sunday night? Is it like week 12, 11? It's somewhere in November, right? Like mid-November? They, listen, I think we're getting what? there. In that time of COVID, they can apparently do it whenever they want. Well, yes, they did it last week, but we didn't have any COVID situations like that. They, you, you wanted them to make it up? I'm good with that. You make know what? It up. They right. might as well. You might as well turn around and give all the Jets COVID and be like, you know what? I'll tell you what. Let's just flex this one out of Monday night. We'll put it on Sunday. We'll put, you know, and, and we'll be good there. And let's just move a different game to Monday night. Please. Uh, in the fandom world of COVID, yes, give me that. Give it to me. Unbelievable that that's going to happen there. Hey, before we continue here, I got to give a very quick shout out here to our uh, our friends and sponsors uh, of the podcast. That's Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight, easily. The DFS site you need to be playing on, and here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, so big shout-out to Monkey Knife Fight. Thanks for them. How about... The upset of all upsets, and uh, I, this was called by you, uh, John and Pemba, and I discussed it. I mean, I, I've talked about this with you and Pemba over and over again. The Miami Dolphins, uh, wow, that defense was such an amazing play for DFS owners. Had it in the playbook, super cheap on DK. Uh, two touchdowns could have been three. The Miami Dolphins, Adam, upsetting the Los Angeles Rams, the beleaguered. Weary traveled L.A. Rams, and uh, and you were all in on this one here uh, right from the start. Yeah, I we did our picks on Friday, and I took Miami getting three and a half, and I said that they would win this game now. It didn't play out the way I expected because uh, this was crazy. Uh, so we talked about total plays run. The Rams ran 92 plays in this game, the Dolphins 48. The Rams had 471 total yards. The Dolphins had 145. But you mentioned it. They got a couple of big defensive plays early on. 
and uh, that resulted in, in touchdowns. So that gave them a nice boost. Uh, they had a 78-yard fumble return for a score. They had an 88-yard punt return by Jakeem Grant for a score. And they were up uh, 28-7 after Miles Gaskin one-yard run in the second quarter. And then they they didn't need to do nothing. They just needed to hold on. So, you know, th- the reason why I was on Miami was, number one, they were coming off a bye. They had two weeks. The Rams were on a short week. They played Monday night. They were traveling to the East Coast for an early game. And I don't know how good the Rams are. I still don't. Uh, they they beat four, all four NFC East teams, which the more you watch the NFC East, you realize how putrid it is. I mean, it is really shit. It's not an exaggeration, man. I mean, the game, mm-hmm. the Cowboy-Eagle game Sunday night was just horrific. So the Rams have beaten all those teams, which aren't any good. Then they beat the Bears, who aren't any good. We said they were the worst 5-1 and one team. Now they're 5-3. and three. So I think they're good defensively. I just, their offense just seems weird. Like Jared Goff, I mean, he threw the ball 61 times today, had 355, but only averaged 5.8 yards per pass attempt, threw two picks, and only had one touchdown. I mean, I don't think this team is that good. Um, And they're five and three. So it was a combination, all those factors. And the line was too low. Three and a half, bro. I heard so many people this week, oh, Rams, easy pick. Dude, it's never easy, man. That's a trap. There were so many things to me that signaled trap. And there'll be other times where I'll say that's a trap and it won't work out. But I, you know this. I said it beforehand. It just looked – it eked of a trap to me. It just with every – all those factors coming into play. Again, I I don't know how good the Rams are. I, I really don't. I don't think any of us really do. I mean, you you look at the way this game went. It, it really – it wasn't pretty – I mean, yeah, you know, again, here you go. Box score surfing, right? Uh, You know, you see Cooper Cup 11 for 110. And yeah, he's got 21 targets and he's the favorite uh, for, uh, you know, for Jared Goff. But I mean, that that was work to get those, uh, you know, (laughs) that kind of those sets of numbers. Um, And, you know, and really just the the offense wasn't moving well. Robert Woods with a, a touchdown on the ground on a gimmick play. He caught one. Late, that was, you know, completely useless. The ground game was just completely taken away from everything. So, yeah, Daryl Henderson got hurt. So we'll see if we see more Cam Akers. But I believe, and I'm checking now, yes, the Rams are on a bye next week. Hey, look at that. (laughs) So Henderson could be ready by then, and they could put Akers back on the bench. (laughs) Akers. Acres. But we talked about it a lot last week. I was like, yeah, people are going to drop Acres this week. And then, you know, the people, as soon as they drop them, one of those backs are going to get hurt. It <laughs> happens every time, man. Every time. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it really does. It's such a such an annoying, annoying thing. All right. And, and the worst thing about this game, though, we can't take nothing away from this offense and Tua. He wasn't great. He didn't need to do much. We have no idea. Like, remember, we were like, you know, who's Tua's go-to guy? We have no clue. We have no clue. This game did nothing for us. No, no. I mean, Gaskin had six targets. Preston Williams had five targets uh, from Tua. I mean, every you know, every, it was like everybody gets a turn here, right? I mean, every, two targets, one target, two targets, one, 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 two, two, two. Um, pretty lame. Pretty, pretty, pretty lame. <laughs> So we're just going to have to figure that one out next week. Who's who's Miami play next week, Adam? I believe Arizona, because I think I saw oh, that they're, Arizona. It is they're in four Arizona. and a half point underdogs from the early line is what I saw. Because I saw, I think, a Dolphins beat writer say that they've been really good at covering the spread. Okay. 
All right. Well, we'll have to uh, just wait and see on that one. Um, Pittsburgh beating Baltimore. Love this. I had this as one of my best bets here. Pittsburgh plus the four points. Uh, you know, Baltimore uh, kind of gave them the game. They and, gave this game away, yeah. bro. Lamar they Jackson did. played sloppy, though, also. There were some uh, some mistakes made. but This is another game. 79 plays for Baltimore, 50 for the Steelers. Yeah. Ravens, 457 yards, Steelers, 221. So uh, we saw a lot of that today. We did see a lot of that. We did indeed see a lot of that. Um, anything about this one here as far as, uh, you know, Dobbins, Gus Edwards? I mean, look at that. 16 carries, 16 carries for Lamar Dude, they Jackson. ran for 265 yards on the Steelers, bro. No know, one does right? that. I know. Oh, did you see the tweet from Hollywood Brown? No, what did he say? Oh, dude, let me see. If I, I retweeted it uh, earlier. Let me see. I tweeted. I, I tweet a lot on Sunday, so let me go find it. And I don't. I don't like what he did, but he's completely right. But I'm sure you know. You don't want to see players do that. Uh, let me find it. Oh, come on. I don't want to. It was basically something like you know we have a lot of soldiers and they're not using them because he didn't get the. Uh, oh, he deleted it. Oh, he deleted it. I guess so, because I, I see a tweet's not available. But something is like something like when you have a lot of soldiers and you don't use them, basically insinuating like, why aren't you throwing me to football? He's right. right, though, man. I mean, he's right. He's been open all the time. And he had one catch for three yards today. It went for a touchdown, thank goodness. And then on the previous play, he was open and Lamar overthrew him. And he almost did a good job of getting both feet in bounds. But I don't blame him, man. I mean, and Lamar Jackson, all he wanted to do was run today, bro. I'm watching it. It's like third and five, fourth and three. And all he's doing is dropping back, looking real quick and running. I'm like, come on, man. At some point, you got to pass the ball. 13 completions today. It was Willie Sneed, five for 106. So I don't blame Hollywood Brown for being frustrated. He shouldn't have tweeted that. You know, you got to keep that stuff to yourself. Yeah. Um, and obviously he feels that way because he deleted it or someone got to him. <laughs> Some, I guarantee you somebody said something to him about it. Yeah, <laughs> probably like uh, you might want to take that down. <laughs> and the thing that's crazy is like Lamar Jackson really likes him. I remember reading a story and like two years ago, they asked him like, all right, who do you want us to get? Hollywood Brown or Jerry Judy? And obviously they're different years. He's like Hollywood Brown. And they drafted him and. You know, he wasn't healthy last year completely, but we still saw his explosiveness. But this year, like, Lamar Jackson's just just not hitting him, man. And, you know, I'm sure part of the reason why you took the Steelers is the Ravens kind of have – they beat up on bad teams, and they have been exposed. I mean, they only have two losses, but the Chiefs just demolished them. And I don't think the Steelers demolished them, but they made mistakes. That cost them against a good football team. Well, that's the thing, man. When a team just starts shooting itself in the foot, that's that's where the problem lies. And that's, you know, that's no good. You know, I mean, we see that all the time. We saw that last week with Cincinnati shooting themselves in the foot. We see this with Baltimore here as well. Um, Chargers. <laughs> oh, sorry. We'll get to that. What? what? What are you talking about? The Chargers. You know what? Let's... Uh... <laughs> Let's get to it. Let's go to that I game. I feel bad for this team. I really do, bro. I, I just – and I've, I've been one of those suckers who have said the last few years, oh, the Chargers are going to make a run. Every year I get enamored with their talent. Was it two years ago when they played New England? I was like, oh, they're going to beat them, and they looked terrible. I was like, oh, uh, another bad call there. But we had a discussion. I don't think this was on air, but you were like, 
I don't understand. Why don't you like the Chargers? I'm like, nah, bro. I don't trust them. How many times have they been in the spot? You're like, the spread's only three, but you and Mish keep saying. I'm like, dude, I have seen this so many times. When you're ready to roll with the Chargers, yeah. they disappoint. They're horrible as a favorite. Horrible dude, as a favorite. It's on, dude, I, I tweeted it out. Like, even when they were had a two-touchdown lead, I'm like, are they going to blow this? Because you could see it. When Lindsey had that big run for the touchdown, I was like, oh, boy. This is not going to go well. <laughs> they have blown leads of three games this year of at least 17 points. And today, 21. Yeah, They blew a 21-point lead, gave up 21 points in the fourth quarter. And the worst part was, so the, it was fourth down with like seven, like eight seconds left. They throw the ball into the end zone, and the Chargers commit a pass interference. Put the ball at the one with one second left, and then Drew Locke throws the winning touchdown. To KJ was it Hamler? Hamler, right? I was trying to. Deshaun was the one earlier. Yeah, the KJ Hamler, dude, unbelievable. And I was like, "There's no way the Broncos are missing the extra point. The Chargers would." But, dude, I feel so bad for this team. Their one possession record over the last two years is abysmal. Man, I I don't know how how it is to be a Chargers fan right now. It's got to be a bummer. It's it's huge bummer. I mean, well, when you sit there and you look at a guy like Justin Herbert, right, who is uh, by far and away a very exciting player, like very exciting. I mean, two two seventy eight uh, with three touchdowns today. Yeah, he threw the two picks. You expect a young QB to you know make those mistakes and 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 you know and and throw those. But I mean, Herberts look great. You've got something phenomenal in uh, in in Keenan Allen, obviously. Mike Williams. Uh, looks outstanding, outstanding. So, you know, when you have that, and I mean, you know, listen, they can't get the ground game going. And I don't really, this is this is like a nightmare. The ground game for them is is, is insane. Justin, I don't know what they're doing. I don't either. Justin Jackson with 17 carries. Troy Main Pope? Are we yeah, really, where did he come from? He came from their 17, practice squad carries? last week. Why? Like, and Kelly, Kelly played the most snaps last week, and then he's irrelevant today. I believe me, believe me. I don't get it one freaking bit. This um, has to be a culture, a culture coach thing at a certain point, right? Like where you just start to doubt yourself. You're like, oh boy, here we come again. Like it's gotta be because this continuously happens all the time. And I know we can say the Atlanta Falcons too, on the other side of the NFC, but this has been going on with the chargers now for several years, man. And rivers is gone. You can't blame him anymore. It's gotta be a cultural thing there. With the coach, Anthony Lynn, he's yeah, really, he's really not that good of a coach. He's really not that good of a. You coach. You can't blow these leads all the time. Like, how does this happen? I, I don't know. I, I literally, I don't know. Especially when you're talking about having a defense as strong as they do have, they've got great personnel on defense. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it, it definitely has to be a coaching thing. It's not a personnel thing. They've got top-notch personnel on offense. Um, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, let me ask you, uh, because this game is uh, sickening. Uh, it's not sickening, actually, because Mish and I took the Broncos in the... Uh, oh, he talked you into it, In huh? the Westgate Super. Well, you know, I mean, listen, we're, you know, we're in there as partners, and when somebody right. feels... You got to hear both sides. When somebody, and to be honest, yeah, when I somebody have feels taken- as strongly a, 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 about a game, as a partner, you have to just kind of, you know what? Listen, you're in it with them. So you well, kind of have to make say, that move. 
So he really liked the Broncos because I wouldn't have touched that game. Like if you would have said to me, you know, you brought it up and you're like, you don't like Chargers. I'm like, no, I don't trust them. But I didn't like Denver either. Like that's a game I X out. But he was adamant about Denver. He just he really liked Denver in this one. He loved he you know what? Because it's a combination of, you know, hating on the, uh, you know, hating on the Chargers as favorites, which, you know, makes sense. And he's like, you know, I mean, he was he was wrong about the game flow and the way it was going. Like, there was no way he didn't predict that Denver, you know, that that Denver was going to, you know, come back with 21 points in the fourth quarter. Right. He right, just, right, right. He, he was just like, you know, this is just this is going to be a close game. The Chargers continuously give up leads and uh, and Denver can sneak in on this one here. So, you know, I was I was psyched about it. I, I believe me, I was happy for it. What's the uh, what is the song and dance that that Drew Locke does? Like I know we've seen him like, you know, singing along with the with the music and in, in in the uh, in the in the stadiums and and he's just kind of sitting there on the bench, but he does this like little like little hip hop dance thing too. I don't know what it you is. You know, I yeah, I turned away from it, so I didn't see what he was doing. So I'll have to check it out. Yeah, he does something. I'll have to figure that one out, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's very funny. He looks extremely awkward doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so big one there, big big one there. Um, again, spreading the ball around there. Deshaun Hamilton, uh, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant saw you know second most targets. Uh, Melvin Gordon, garbage. We talked about that. The, the The revenge game narrative did not work. I knew it. Like I was. I was so psyched about Melvin Gordon's price. And then as soon as I saw that Philip Lindsay was in, I was like, all right, I'm off of it. I'm off. Yeah. Gordon. I remember we got a question last week and someone called and I said, look, if Philip Lindsay's active, don't play Melvin Gordon, man, because they said before the year that they wanted to go with like a split of 60, 40. And they obviously had to abandon the run when they fell behind. So, you know, six carries for Lindsay, eight for Gordon. But I mean, Lindsay just looks better. I mean, Melvin Gordon's long run was 10. Lindsay had the 55-yard touchdown. And he's the one who sparked them to the comeback. Yeah. Oh, he definitely was. He definitely was. So, uh, yeah, that's that's not looking good for Melvin Gordon owners moving forward. That's something you're going to have to kind of keep tabs on and make sure that you've got a a bit of a backup plan because you're going to need it. Uh, Tennessee, Cincinnati. Uh, wow. Uh, the Bengals with five brand new offensive linemen, two of whom were just signed early in the week. Uh, they managed to pull the 31 20 upset, uh, over this one, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, okay. Tannehill does what he does. Two thirty three and two touchdowns. Derek Henry, 112 yards and a touchdown. Um, A.J. Brown got into the end zone, though it wasn't a big one for him. Corey Davis had himself uh, a big day. And then you look on the uh, on the Cincinnati side, Burrow, 249-2. and two. Geo got into the end zone. Um, Tyler Boyd got into the end zone. You look at this, and you're like, okay, so everybody fantasy-wise did what they were supposed to do, but what the hell happened to the Titans' defense? Well, it hasn't been good all year. Um, which is why I wasn't, you know, I saw this line moved, bro. Yeah. Like, because the, and I, I liked the Bengals this week. Uh, I picked them on Friday show. We both did well. I think we each went two and one, right. With our picks. Um, I did the Vikings. That was a win. The Steelers was a win. And then what game did I have the under in? 
Oh no, so you went three and zero. Oh. oh, thank you. Yeah, I went two and one. I had the Bengals, Dolphins, and I had the under on Detroit. That didn't work. Um, but yeah, the, here's here's what the thing with the Bengals. The Titans have this. They had played three straight home games. They were coming off a really tough loss against the Steelers. They had an overtime game the week before against the Texans. And their two road games this year, they won by two and by one. So I just felt the Bengals could keep this close. Uh, thought they had a shot to win, but I didn't call a win. Right. But yeah, I mean, the Titans have just, uh, you know, had to play some really tough games. And I just don't, I don't know if it was fatigue or what it was going into Cincinnati. They just didn't have it today at all. Um they were never really in trouble in this game. Bengals led 17-7 at the half. Neither team scored in the third quarter. So Burrow did a really good job. Wow, he didn't get sacked today? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was no, I was there was one play that I remember vividly where he looked like he was gonna get sacked and escaped and made a play. But wow, I didn't realize till now that he did not get sacked. Wow, that is really bad for Tennessee. And that was the other thing, you know, when everyone's like, oh, they have five new offensive line. I'm like, well, Tennessee doesn't have a pass rush. So, you know, who's going to win out? Obviously, Cincinnati won out in this one. Um, Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was definitely a weird one. Um, it was definitely a, a, a weird one. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I just, yeah, it's it, there's no pass rush. Zero pass rush. Absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. Um, all right, let's go to the game that was probably the most exciting game uh, on the planet, Adam. Uh, Vegas with a 16-6 to win over the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> we can be quick on this one, boy. Oh, oh my, my God, was this game Jeez. bad. Uh, look, we knew there was heavy wins in this game, but uh, the Browns ran 47 plays in this game. The Raiders win 71 and you look at it, Josh Jacobs, you're like, oh, 128 yards, 31 carries. Cool. He was stopped three straight times from the one, man. I'm like, come on, man. Get this guy in the end zone. Uh, so, yeah, across the board, this is just, you know, Carr looked to be a good streamer, but I guess the weather played a factor. He had uh, rugs open in the end zone and made an errant throw, and he tried to get his feet in but couldn't. Uh, but, yeah, this is just. Pretty much disaster across the board. Jacob's the only guy that came through, and he didn't even get in the end zone. And on the Cleveland side, I thought Baker Mayfield would be fine without Odell Beckham. That's what I was hearing all week. But, you know, uh, <laughs> he made some bad throws. Uh, Rashard Higgins off the waiver wire, one catch, 14 yards, wasted money. Well, at Total least for one week. Money. Total yeah. wasted money. Yeah, but again, they didn't run many plays, and – yeah, uh, but still, it was it was terrible for this offense in this game. Yeah, nothing good about that. Kareem Hunt definitely a disappointment going up against the uh, going up against the Raiders defense, which was supposed to be soft against the run, and that just uh, did not happen. So moving on from there, uh, all right, Indianapolis against Detroit Colts coming off a of bye week, absolutely phenomenal. They looked great. Uh, at, at times, I mean, <clears throat> Philip Rivers, two sixty-two and three touchdowns. Uh, but you know that, that some that, rainbow throws. Did you see the rainbow throws? <laughs> rainbow throws there. But here's the thing. All right, explain this to me. Riddle me this, Adam Ronis. Why do why why does Frank Reich hate Jonathan Taylor so much? Does Jonathan Taylor suck at football? Is he just not ready? Because 
11 carries to 20 for Jordan Wilkins, who clearly looked like the better back as well. Uh, and then, you know, Naeem Hines is in the uh, in the passing game, not Jonathan Taylor here. What the hell are we doing with Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I, I, I kind of need to to watch more plays. I know there's been a couple I've seen where his vision wasn't good. I think there was a play he ran into the back of his offensive lineman. Next play, Jordan Wilkins scores a touchdown. So I think there's some of that. But I know we had this discussion on Friday. You're like, oh, what about – not saying you were recommending. You just – you were asking me about players. And you're like, what about Jonathan Taylor for DFS? And I'm like, what has he done for us to pay in the 6,000s for him when there were running backs up – above him and below him that were better. I mean, Jonathan Taylor has done nothing this year. To, he's not involved in the passing game heavily, and he hasn't been putting up big yards. He faced the Bengals before the bye and had 12 carries for 60 yards, and I know they were playing from behind in that game, but he hasn't done anything for us to say, oh, yeah, let's play him in DFS. So, But still, this is stunning that Wilkins had 20 carries in this game. And then Naheem Hines, three catches, 54 yards for two touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, did I think he was a good season league star? Absolutely. DFS, I didn't think he was good. It wasn't going to pay for him. He hasn't shown anything. We're, like, just hoping for that three-touchdown game, and we haven't seen any signs of it coming. So, yeah, it's this is very disappointing. Because, say, you didn't watch this game, and you're just like, oh, what happened to the Colts? Oh, Colts put up 41? Oh, what did Jonathan Taylor do? What? <laughs> So yeah, it's 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 very concerting right now. And um, you know, T.Y. Hilton got hurt in this game with a groin injury. Not if you're playing T.Y. Hilton now, you're you probably suck anyway. Right. Uh, your team's not good. Uh, <laughs> Michael Pittman came back, didn't do much, but we'll see if he grows. But this is another team. I mean, what he 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 completed a pass to what ten or eleven different players in this game. I mean, yeah, what least. are we doing? I mean, Trey Burton had a rushing touchdown. Mo Ali Cox was back three for thirty-seven. Jack Doyle had a touchdown. Like, what are we doing here? I don't know. Made no sense. No one to played me. Naheem Hines, right? He was on the no, bench. No, of course no. no. Naheem Hines is probably sitting on waiver wires everywhere right now. He's going to end up being like this. Didn't didn't everybody like make that mistake? They picked yeah, him up in like week, week one two. or two, right? Two or three, yeah. Right. They picked him up then in week two, and then they, and they dropped him. him. And then you have a zero, right? Did he have a zero that week? <laughs> We can laugh because we didn't do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, but what what we do, we we invested in DeAndre Swift. And what the hell's going on uh, there? I mean, listen, I get dude. it. Colts went uh, up and uh, and Detroit, you know, is notorious for abandoning the run. And I mean, like, really quickly, too. Um, but I, I mean, offense, I, just, I, I can't fucking stand the Detroit offense, bro. I am so disgusted with so them. so bad. And then Galladay got hurt, so we have to see what uh, what is it a hip, I believe. So yep. that didn't help because uh, we've seen this offense not be as good. Uh, Hawkinson continues to produce ten targets, seven for sixty five, and uh, for those that have stuck with Marvin Jones, he got two touchdowns, only hey! three catches. But guess who started yeah. GST? <laughs> well, that league we have the extra flex. It's a deep league. The buys. There were people who were playing players they didn't want to play this week. In that deep format. Dude, Marvin so. Jones and Curtis Samuel were two of my three wide receivers. Yeah, Samuel went against me, and I was pissed off on Thursday. I was able to overcome it, but I'm sitting there like, you got to be kidding me, man. You really? But, uh, yeah, with Swift, I mean, I, I, you kind of have to keep playing him, right? I mean, he's had pretty good games up until now for the most part. You know, 
Even last week, he didn't have a lot of rushing yards. He had a touchdown. He had two touchdowns the week before. You're probably going to get games like this, unfortunately, from him. Uh, you know, they still use Peterson. They just need to just sit Peterson, man. For real. Dude, that's it, just, it, that's the worst. That's the absolute worst because he's not even being that productive for fantasy either. Right. So let, I'll ask you. You're a sharp guy, Howard, at times. Oh, thanks, Adrian, dude. Adrian Peterson's in the game. What is Detroit doing? <laughs> Losing. No, if Adrian Peter, you're a defensive coordinator. You see Adrian Peterson on the field. What is Detroit doing on this play? They're running the ball. Exactly. It's predictable. And he's going to get two, three yards. They stop him. And it's not productive for the offense. No, it's not at all. It's, you know, and, and you know, here's the weird thing. I mean, maybe it's, no, actually, you know what? I don't even know what the hell it is. Like, how is Daryl Bevel? Uh, who, you know, had this offense cooking in uh, in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, you had Russell Wilson, who's a different type of quarterback than Matthew Stafford is. But still, you know, you had this creativity. You've got a guy like Galladay who comes down with some of the toughest catches I've ever seen a guy make, and you don't utilize him. Now, granted, this, this week, fine, he got hurt, but I'm talking about the weeks before that as well. I mean, it's just there's there's no imagination in this offense, none whatsoever. You have weapons, like you said, Galladay, Hawkinson. I mean, Marvin Jones seems like he's still down a little bit, but we've seen him come alive the last couple of weeks. Swift is dynamic in the passing game. Like, design plays for him. You know, get him out in space. You know, it. I think all of his receptions came late when they were playing from behind. Like, it's just, they're so vanilla early on. I mean, they scored seven points in the first half. Stafford was balling last year before he got hurt. He's putting up great numbers, and I don't know, man. It just seems like... Patricia just they're all they're all in three at home. I don't know, man. This is just uh, the offense frustrates me. The play calling, man. It really is. All, you you can say, oh, well, Stanford at 336. Yeah, because they were passing in the whole second half. That's why they were forced to do it. Yeah, it's not like they're dictating the flow of the game by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, not one bit. Not one bit. Um, all right, let's move over to uh, Minnesota against Green Bay. Big, big upset here as Minnesota gets their second win of the season. Um, what I loved about this one here, I got to be honest with you, man, uh, he was the cover boy of the playbook over at Fantasy Alarm. Uh, I said I was all in on him 100%. Uh, my boy, Dalvin Cook, 30 carries, 163 yards, three rushing touchdowns. And he had two catches for 63 yards and another touchdown. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. How good. Yeah, great call, man. I mean, you could sit there and go, oh, it's Dalvin Cook. No, well, you know, you had a lot of choices. And you went with Dalvin Cook. And, boy, he was just ridiculous. Although we did get a scare. I don't know if you saw it. Yes, he I went, saw it. Don't yeah, he, went, talk about he, it. Went, he went down. And it looked like, oh, no, he fumbled, too, and he, like, was slow to get up. I'm like, no, please, please, this better not be the groin. You just got shaken up for a second. <laughs> he didn't fumble. He was down. And then the next play, he catches a pass, and the next play, he scores a touchdown. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. And then just a phenomenal day for Cook. Uh, four total touchdowns. Uh, he was the entire Minnesota offense, and I am not joking. Kirk Cousins was 11 of 14. You know that's what they're going to do. They get a lead. Our Kirk Cousins just managed the game. Yep. Just hand it off to Dalvin Cook. So this was great for those that have Dalvin Cook. Uh, I have him in a few season-long leagues. And, you know, he he carried a lot of teams this week. So, And 
you know, that's why you can't really judge the rest of this offense. You know, Thielen was quiet. Jefferson was quiet, but they didn't have to pass. Uh, and this is the way Minnesota wants to play. They're not going to be able to do that every week, depending on their opponent. And you would have thought that this is a game that they might have had to pass more. But I've always said this, these divisional games, crazy things happen. These teams know each other well. And uh, yeah, Green Bay just uh, couldn't stop the run game today. No, nor, you know, but I mean, they, they, they never stopped the run. Like, that's the thing. I think a lot of people just, you know, overestimate the, uh, you know, the, the team. I really do. I find it uh, incredibly comical that, you know, everybody's like afraid to go against green Bay with some of their players. Uh, I, I get it in the passing game, but man, they suck against the run. I mean, they're really bad against the run. So you know, I, I was all in on Dalvin Cook. He made me a bunch of money today. I was very happy about that. Um, and that's the way it, it should be with Minnesota. It should be a, a heavy ground game. Now, on the other side there, Aaron Rodgers still 291 and three. Uh, Devontae Adams didn't get a lot of yardage there, but three touchdowns for him. Uh, a little disappointing that Jamal Williams didn't get into the end zone. I thought he was going to get one towards the... Uh, the uh, early part of the game, it looked like he was uh, all lined up. Then they went with A.J. Dillon, who was uh, not so successful. And then, boom, uh, it just ended up a one-yard touchdown pass to uh, to good old Jamal, uh, to, uh, to Devontae. So, fun stuff. Definite fun stuff there. Um, any surprises for you? Robert Tanyan, 5 for 79. That was uh, at least okay, but no, nobody else really did anything. Yeah, and that's what you expect from Green Bay, and that's why Devontae Adams is so great because there's no one else to take anything away from him. I mean, MVS is – the more I watch him, the more I'm just like, this guy's terrible. So, <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't have him on your rosters now. Give up on that. Maybe Alan Lazard comes back soon and helps. But uh, the other takeaway too, you know, you talked about Green Bay. There's so much parity in the NFL right now. There, Really, I mean – I still think the Chiefs are the best team. But outside of that, you could tell me, well, the Steelers are 7-0. and I think they have flaws, too. I don't – I mean, I think they're very good. And I thought they had a shot to come out of the AFC this year. But, uh, you know, they – I mean, I guess to give them credit for beating the Titans and the Ravens on the road back-to-back weeks. So – I think they're, they're, they're doing better than what I think we expected. Um, you know, I think I thought they were a good team going in the year only because last year they made the, they almost made the playoffs on the strength of their defense and they were awful quarterback play. I mean, almost as bad as uh, Ben DiNucci for the Cowboys last year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you figure with Ben coming back that, all right. And Juju that, all right, their offense will be better. Although Ben was like massaging his elbow again on the sideline. And you wonder how that elbow is coming off the surgery. I mean, he hasn't played great. As far as, you know, he's no, not taking he definitely shots. definitely hasn't. Like, yeah, it's really a lot like, of short passes. I think, yeah, it's like uh, 240 yards or fewer in like five of seven games or something like that. Yeah, it's it has not been good. But, I mean, there is so much parity in the NFL. I mean, Bills are 6-2. and two. Do you think they're that good? I mean, no. the Ravens are 5-2 five and two and they've had two losses to, to really good teams. The Titans are 5-2. and two. They're not bad, but... You know, they lost to the Bengals. The Chiefs somehow lost to the Raiders. I mean, the NFC East we talked about. I mean, 
I thought the Packers weren't that good last year, and they somehow got the NFC Championship, but they got their blow, their doors blown off. Are you saying they, that you see parity in the NFL right now, that it could actually be a little more wide open than we thought? Um, more than ever. I mean, look, the Seahawks are 6-1, and one, but their defense is not good. No, now, terrible. they added Carlos Dunlap, who didn't play today. They'll get Adams back next week, it seems like. Um, maybe they make another trade to bolster the defense. But Russell Wilson in this offense probably could carry them. But, you know, they have flaws, too. It's just amazing. Like, the Rams are 5-3. and three, The Bears are 5-3. and three. Now, a lot of people are going to say Tampa Bay could be the best team. You know, their defense is good. You know, they're going to get Brown. and <laughs> So, we'll see, though. We'll see. But, yeah, it's – I mean, the Saints, you know, we haven't been – the Saints are, have not played well at all. No. They're 5-2, and two, but they're only plus 9 in differential – they have really struggled this year. Now, Michael Thomas should help them, but Breeze looks towards the end. You know, we see some good throws and then some throws like he can't even reach the receiver. Like I saw him bounce a few passes today. Um, Yeah, I, <laughs> it was really, it's kind of funny. It's just kind of funny. You know, it was like with the Saints and the and the Bears today, we can, we can kind of move into this game here um, as well. Uh, yeah, Saints are five and two now with the with the win over the Bears. But no, I don't really I, I don't find them particularly good. I don't think the Bears are a fi- a good five and three team either. I think that this is a. um, Yeah, man. I mean, again, you look at it from just a, uh, you know, from a from a fantasy standpoint, you look at Breeze 280 and two. You're like, oh, OK, cool. That's great. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but I mean, I would, I'm not confident. I'm, I'm not there. I'm very not confident in, in, in utilizing Drew Brees on the, on a regular basis, not to mention the, uh, the Taysom Hill nonsense, which just really just can, can we please stop that? Like it works once out of every eight or nine plays. And- well, I'd rather have him go out and run a route than take the ball from center out of Breeze's hand. And I could understand it today because no Emmanuel Sanders, no Michael Thomas, and he did catch a touchdown pass. But yeah, I think they did it on the didn't they do it on the third play of the game? They brought him in. They brought him in on the third it. play of the game. But you know what? It was it wasn't even so much that one that bothered me. What bothered me was it was like uh it was first and ten uh inside the 20 yard line, right? And oh no, no, it was probably was it was it first and ten or first and goal? Might have been first and goal. And, 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 you know, and, and nothing happened with first down. Then they bring in Taysom Hill on second down to do what? To like fake a run and go up the middle for uh, like a half a yard. And it just didn't work. And, you know, and like all of a sudden it's like, boom. Now all of a sudden here we are, it's third and long or, you know, third and 10 or third and whatever. And it just, it just makes no sense. It's like, it's a wasted play. It's a wasted down. Yeah, no, I agree. They do it too much. You know, Kamara hasn't scored a touchdown in three straight games. I know. He still has, and he's got 25 receptions over those three games. (laughs) That's the thing. I mean, if he scores touchdowns, he goes off. If not, he still gives you a high floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine catches for 96 yards today. I mean, I'll take that any day of the week from my running back, right? Get into yeah, the end zone or you, not, man. He's giving you receiver numbers, and then, oh, yeah, I'll rush for 67 yards, too. <laughs> Hook it up, baby. Hook it up. Um, all right. I think uh, I think we've hit every single game so far here, with the exception of Dallas-Philadelphia, but I don't really think we 
want to talk about Dallas Philadelphia, do we? That was an awful game. And uh, <laughs> Ben DiNucci was worse than I thought. I tweeted out that uh, I was like, the Cowboys have Chad Bradford at quarterback. The dude was throwing <laughs> sideline passes. Right. Oh, my God. When I saw him doing that, <laughs> at one point, he was like running towards the sidelines and then like chucked it side. Yeah, like, like, stopped and tried to throw to Amari Cooper. And Cooper looked at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. The pass was 10 yards out of bounds anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Carson Wentz was terrible, but still somehow managed to throw two touchdowns with two interceptions. I think he lost two fumbles, too. Yeah, this was just uh, an ugly game. If you are, like, hearing this and you missed the Sunday night game, do not go back and watch it. Trust me. Do not watch it. It was absolutely a train wreck. <laughs> it was. It, it definitely was. At one point, my wife turned to me. She's like, are you nodding off? I was like, well, I got up so early. She's like, no, this game's fucking boring also. I don't want to watch it either. Can we watch something else? I'm like, I can't. I have to watch it for work. Cowboys now 0-8 against the spread. Ugh. Gross. Brutal. And they play Pittsburgh next week. So, you know, that'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about tomorrow night's game. Tampa Bay again. Or Monday night game. It's today. It's, it is Monday if you're listening right now. Um. Tampa Bay Giants. Uh, I don't even know. Like the last I saw, the spread was like 12 and a half for Tampa. I see 12 right now. Okay. Um, any reason to to think that we shouldn't just take Tampa and lay the points? Uh, no, I think the Giants could cover this. The Giants have been pretty competitive. You know, they should have beaten the Eagles, but they're the Giants, so they blow leads. Uh, Mike Evans is not 100%, and Bradbury is probably going to be on him. Um, I say, okay, I see 12 and a half on the DK Sportsbook. I would probably take the Giants. Uh, it's Monday night, primetime game. I think they'll be competitive. Bucks eventually win. Uh, but I, I think I would take the points if I uh, had to take a side. I, I like Tyler Johnson in this game. You like Tyler Johnson? What, what, no Scotty Miller? No, him too, him too. But, um, you know, we've seen Tyler Johnson play well. I think he had a touchdown the last game. Chris Godwin will be out, so you'll probably see Tyler Johnson in the slot. Uh, so, yeah, he's someone that I, I like as a deep sleeper that I, I – yeah, I'm starting in one league, but I think I already lost in that league, so it doesn't matter. Is but for the, showdown slates. Is this the last week that anybody is going to even think about using Mike Evans? Probably, man. Uh, it's really difficult to imagine. Look, Antonio Brown's going to come in there. You know Brady's – gonna go to him it didn't didn't they say antonio's living with brady now yeah they're there yeah he's he moved yeah into his i mean house. come on come on bro. he moved like, into we, his house he got him tony robbins is like a special mentor i mean it's you know what's happening man it's gonna be heavy antonio brown there was a report today earlier in the day that godwin originally they thought it was gonna be four to six weeks and now they're saying that he might play next week or could be back sooner so that's something to keep an eye on. But yeah, look, Evans has just gotten a, a low target share when Chris Godwin's been on the field. And now when Godwin comes back and Antonio Brown, I don't know. It just seems like uh, it hasn't been happening for Evans. And even the weeks that Godwin was out, he needed touchdowns to come through. So I think everyone's aware that Evans' stock is going down. And that's why Plummeting. it's hard. Plummeting. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to trade him away because – I mean, I guess what you do is you hope that he scores a touchdown tomorrow, and then you try and find someone that is willing to take him. But I don't, I don't know if you're going to get a lot for him. 
I don't think you're going to get very much at all. Not at all. So, all right. Well, there you go, guys. That's uh, that's going to do it for us here uh, tonight. All that uh, nice, delicious recap info. Uh, Adam and I will be here throughout the entire week helping you through waivers and uh, even you know early looks at lines and spreads and all the fun stuff uh, <laughs> over there. Um, you want to shout out to your, uh, who, who's your, who's your MVP for the day? We'll, we'll, we'll end it on a final note. Obviously mine is Dalvin cook. Uh, I'm going to probably get off of this podcast and go touch myself inappropriately while thinking about him and what he brings to the table for fantasy. Uh, but how about you, Adam? A little shout out for your, uh, your top dog. Oh, I was going to say Dalvin cook since I have him in three leagues, but let me see if I can find someone else. Uh, let's go with, Travis Kelsey over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, eight receptions. Yeah. I was going to say Allen Robinson, but they don't throw to him enough. It's a, that's a joke, bro. I'm so disgusted. That's another team. You got Allen Robinson. Did you see the diving touchdown catch he made? I did see I mean, the diving come, touchdown catch. Come on, man. Like, why aren't they force feeding the football to this guy? Like you should be treating him like Devonte Adams and they don't. So, I don't know. I mean, and that's the thing. Robinson still comes through with a great fantasy day, six for 87 and a touchdown. So it's, it's really good. But when you watch him play and you, he made another play late in the game, bailing falls out with another diving catch. I mean, I don't know why they can't force feed the guy the ball, but uh, otherwise he put up even better numbers. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, that's going to be it for us today. Big thanks to all you guys for, uh, for listening. Big thanks to our editor, uh, producer, Shannon Blunt for, Uh, taking care of all the extra work for us. Uh, That's going to do it for us here tonight. We'll catch you tomorrow. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.